Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Order and Chaos. I'm your host, Nilu. And if you're new here, welcome. And if you're returning or an ODI OG, then thank you for sticking around. Today's episode, we're going to be getting into something that I've talked a little bit about on TikTok. I probably mentioned it on some of our older episodes, but basically, it's how I've changed my relationship with alcohol. But before we get into that, I want to do a little recap from last week. So, last week's episode was basically all about plastic surgery. I had my friend Kayla on. And she talked a little bit about her explant journey and just getting her implants removed. We basically went over anything you need to know if you want to get plastic surgery or getting work done. So definitely go listen to it if you're considering anything. We talk about the cost, the recovery. I also want to make a point that I'm not trying to like glorify plastic surgery or make anyone think that they need to get it. I know it's kind of a, I don't know, an iffy subject because if you talk about it too much, people will think that you're being a bad influence to younger girls that you're basically saying that people need to get plastic surgery in order to fit a certain beauty standard and if you hide it then you're also kind of being a bad influence because you're making people think that you naturally look a certain way and it just creates this unrealistic standard of beauty so I don't know I feel like it's kind of just iffy to talk about in general but I would rather be transparent and open and honest about it one thing I want to mention is if you're ever feeling bad about your body or just being hard on yourself one thing I tell myself is to just try and be as grateful as possible for what your body has done for you and the abilities that it has versus thinking about the actual physical appearance. Your body gets you through life every single day and I think we forget how lucky we are sometimes to have some of the privileges and abilities that we do have that not everyone gets to have. And so when you think about it like that, it helps you just kind of realize that some of these other things that we nitpick aren't as serious as we think they are in our head so just remind yourself that and remind yourself of the things you do love about your body and yourself anyways let's get into today's episode okay so i wanted to talk about how i've been able to change my relationship with alcohol and drinking and partying i don't even know where to start maybe just painting a picture of what my younger years looked like because For me, it always seemed normal. I'm now realizing that maybe not everyone had the same experience. I probably had my first sip of alcohol when I was 13 or 14, but then I went to summer camp. And when I was at camp, it was a whole new world. It was overnight camp, no parents. It was in Michigan, a small, small town. You could basically get away with anything. It was really easy to drink there. And I worked with a lot of older people. So that was basically the first time I started to black out was probably when I was like 16. That was just like all I knew. When it came to drinking, I just knew it as like blacking out. And I just thought that was what everyone did because everyone around me was doing it. So it never seemed that weird. And I think it has been kind of normalized in American culture. I think especially with college and the party scene, it probably doesn't help that like growing up, the party girl aesthetic was everything I lived for. I wanted to be a party girl. And that just never stopped. So when I went to college, I went to Ohio State, big party, drinking school, and I feel like college was the next level. We were basically drinking every single night, again, blacking out most of those nights. It was normalized because everyone around me was doing it. I just like never really thought it was a big deal because it's college, we're all having fun. Now looking back, I realized that a lot of those situations that we were in were probably not normal. Did I have the best time? Did I make the most of it? Yes, college was amazing. Summer camp was amazing. Some of like my favorite memories, some of my favorite people were from those times in my life. But I also look back and I think of some of the situations that I was in and how fucked up some of them were. 
and I probably shouldn't have been in those situations and had I not been drinking so much I probably wouldn't have been in those situations and that's a whole separate conversation because I think there's something to be said about drinking in college and just the blurred lines of when you get so drunk to the point where you're not even aware of what's going on the dangers that can come from that your decision making all of that that's like a whole nother conversation topic but I always do think back of how lucky me and my friends were that we never got into like a worse situation given the things that we were doing I don't know how we survived but somehow we did I also think a big issue for me was in college, I didn't really understand the concept of mental health. I didn't really understand that I had anxiety. It wasn't really talked about back then. I don't think mental health was as big of a deal as it is now. And so having underlying mental health issues that you're not taking care of while also drinking like an absolute psychopath is just not a good combination. And at times it made me an absolute monster. But at the same time, there was a lot of really fun times and times where I was like the life of the party and I would have a really good night. I think it was a little bit of a coping mechanism for me and a little bit of a mass that I was able to kind of put on this new persona and be this fun party person. And I loved being that person. I loved the chaos. I loved the stories. I loved being the entertainment for everyone else, even if it was at the cost of my own mental health. And I just loved pushing my limits. And I honestly loved to self-sabotage. That was just at the core who I was for that time in my life. And it's taken me a really long time to get to this point to where I'm at now, where I was finally like, something needs to change. I need to have a better relationship with drinking. I need to have a better relationship with alcohol. It took me a really long time to be like, enough is enough. But I think it was also something that I've learned more recently was that alcohol wasn't really the problem, that there was something deeper going on with me that I needed to work on mentally, and that alcohol just kind of heightened it and brought it out of me, brought these things that I was like pushing down, this pain, this trauma that I wasn't actually dealing with, and then it would come out when I was drinking. There was a few major issues when it came to me and alcohol. The first issue was the inability for me to ever stop. I always wanted to take it to the next level. I always wanted to keep going. I was always ready for the next party. And part of that still kind of lives inside me. I try to have it come out in different ways now. I think that just is who I am. Like my love for life, my love for adventure, for memories. It's always going to be there, but I just had to change how I was manifesting that into my life. I also had to learn the concept of pacing because that just like wasn't something that I ever understood. Setting boundaries and not having to drink to the point of blackout. These are all things that I had to relearn. But like I said, I'm always going to love the aspect of creating memories, the bonding, the part that brings people together, but it was just learning to do it in a more responsible way. Does that make sense? The next issue that I realized I had when it came to drinking is I didn't always have my emotions under control. So I would just get way too drunk and it was an extreme for me. I could be really happy. I could be angry. I could be sad. I could be any range of emotions and I just never knew what was going to come out. I didn't really have full control over it. And sometimes it would be dependent on what was going on in my life. That was like more prevalent when I was in college. At the end of the day, I needed to figure that shit out internally because there was obviously something else going on that made me have that reaction when I would start to drink. And then the third thing was my anxiety the next day. This was something that would linger for me for a few days and I would just overthink, I would feel shame, I would feel guilt, I would feel regret to the next level. It was just something that was like unbearable for me and it was just not worth it for me. So basically those reasons, I finally was like, all right, I need to figure this out. I can't be drinking like this. This has gone on for way too long. 
but I don't think it was until my accident when I had my first initial perspective shift. That was like the first time I started to look at drinking differently. I started to look at alcohol differently. I think I just had a heightened awareness for how precious life was. And so I didn't want to do anything that was going to compromise my life. And maybe that was like a little bit of my PTSD of my bus accident where I was like, I can't be under any like stress. It would just heighten my PTSD, my anxiety. And so that was the first time where like alcohol was something that I was like, "Mm, this contributes to my mental health in a really negative way. So I need to reevaluate this. But again, I was pretty young when that happened. And so all my friends around me were still going out, were still drinking. So it was still in my life. I also at the time was dating someone. So I think it's a lot easier when you're dating someone to take a little bit of a break from partying because one, you're either like staying in with them and I was living with this person. So we were staying in a lot more. And if we were going out, we were going out together. So I always felt like safe. I always knew things were going to be okay. I'd be with him. We'd go home together. It was fine. So I think that part made not drinking as much a lot easier. But then we broke up and I quit my healthcare tech job, my nine to five job, because I want to focus on social media. And then I took a part-time side job working at a restaurant slash club. And that kind of set me back again because you're in an environment where you're getting free alcohol, people are partying, people are staying out late, you're meeting a lot of new people. I was going through a lot of like life changes and it kind of set me back and took me back into my old ways and put me in a place where... I was doing things I didn't love anymore. And then the pandemic happened, COVID happened. Obviously no one was going out. I lived in Columbus at the time. People weren't having a major house party. So again, I was able to like take a break from drinking. And then I moved to Chicago. And I think this idea of my relationship with alcohol was always in the back of my head. Just the whole like not really the best fit for me right now. But I still wasn't fully focused on my healing journey And I think that was like the thing that I really needed to fix more so than the drinking part. Again, it's also like... It's just such a part of our culture and society to drink. It's a way people bond. It's a way people socialize. Most activities, especially in the Midwest, are based around drinking. And so it was really hard to get fully away from it. And then it wasn't until I moved to LA where everything kind of changed for me. I was finally meeting people who weren't into drinking. It was much more normalized to be sober. There was a lot more people with that health and wellness mindset. They had similar views about alcohol. I met a lot of sober people, so I think that really helped and just had a really positive influence on me to take a break from drinking and realize what I needed to do to work on myself because, again, at this point, last year, my mental health was not doing well. I was in a really bad place, and I think the first thing I decided I needed to get rid of and change was my alcohol intake. I felt like I needed to have a break from going out and alcohol so I could actually focus on my mental health. It's really hard to get healthy and heal when you're in the same environment that's making you sick. And for me, it was cutting out people, cutting out behavior, and just focusing on what I needed to work on in order to put myself in a better headspace. And throughout that process, yes, it was very lonely. It was isolating. I spent a lot of time by myself. But in that time, not only did I become really comfortable with myself, I got to know myself really well, but it also opened me up to a whole new group of people who had similar values and a similar mindset as me. Finding other activities to do that weren't based on drinking. It was also a time where I was really able to focus on my own goals. I don't really have time to just go sit at a bar all night long and then wake up not feeling well. I have too much to do 
and right now I just need to build the foundation for myself and then once I build a better foundation let me then see where I'm at if I want to reintroduce some of these things. I was never someone who was a casual drinker. I had friends who would have like a glass of wine after work and that's like what they enjoyed doing. For me, I was never like, let me have one drink to just like relax. It was, I'm either not drinking anything at all or I'm getting belligerently drunk and having like a party night. I think part of that was, I don't like love, I'm not someone who like loves alcohol. Like I don't love the taste of it. Physically, I don't always, like sometimes it just makes me feel sick. It makes me really sleepy. It makes me tired. So that was like also part of it. I basically had to relearn drinking <laughs> and find a balance of like, okay, I can have one or two drinks and have a nice buzz and not get blacked out and still have a good fun night. I also learned to mix in waters. I don't need to be pounding drink after drink. And so I finally was able to like reestablish my boundaries with alcohol and learning what worked with me. So a few things for me was... I don't really drink anything that doesn't actually taste good to me. So, for example, a vodka soda does not taste good to me, so I'm not going to drink that. I don't mind a glass of wine. I don't mind a nice cocktail. If it genuinely tastes good and I enjoy drinking it, then I can drink it. But if it's something that I'm just drinking for the effects of alcohol, that's where I'm like, no. In the beginning, uh, when I was really trying to like get my shit together, I avoided any hard liquor, any shots, anything like that until I was in a place where I had more control and I trusted myself more. I feel like also in the beginning, I was very vocal about the fact that I was trying not to drink so that other people didn't pressure me because if someone's like, no, I don't drink and they're like, no, 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 take a shot. You're like, this is annoying. Leave me alone. So it was one, making sure I wasn't surrounding myself with people who did that, people who like actually respected me when I said, no, I'm not drinking and they didn't pressure me, I realized the people who do pressure you are probably not really good friends and you don't really need them in your life. But I was also very vocal about it. I always brought something else I could hold in my hand so that I didn't feel awkward or I would just get like a lemon water or something. Those were just like little tips and tricks I had to help me still be social without overdoing it. Because I think the biggest reason people tend to drink in social settings is to kind of feel more relaxed, to loosen up, to open up to people, become more outgoing. And then also when you have something in your hand, people just assume it's alcohol so they don't ask you to get a drink. They like just think you already have one. I also got really into mushrooms and microdosing. So if I wanted to go out, I would usually do a microdose. And that for me was fine because I still felt like I was in control and I always had like a positive experience. So I didn't feel like that was an issue for me. Some people might disagree with that, but that's what worked for me. So it took a really long time for me to get to the point where I'm at now where I can reintroduce alcohol and drinking and going out and be fun and all those things and enjoy my life without being too hard on myself, without feeling guilt or shame around it. But it took me a really long time to get here. And I think anytime you're working on yourself, anytime you're going through personal growth, it can get very, very lonely because you kind of have to get rid of any of that old baggage that might be causing you to cling on to that old version of you. You can lose people along the way, but just know that in that process, you are becoming the best version of yourself and you're going to be okay. Things will get better. Even when it feels sad, even when it feels depressing, it's not an easy process, 
And it's also like for me, losing a version of myself, like that party girl persona, which I still sometimes like cling on to because I loved her. It almost feels like you're losing a friend. And so it's just, I mean, it's hard. It's something that people don't always talk about when you're trying to like reestablish your relationship with alcohol is losing that version of yourself that was so comfortable and that you've known for so long and trying to figure out who you are. I also have a hard time sometimes with people who may have known me back in the day, especially my college version, and don't really know me now. Trying to hang out with those people is really hard for me because I'm just not that same person anymore. I almost disassociate with that old version of me. It feels so far away from the person that I'm trying to be that sometimes it can be hard for me to be around some of those people. I think now I feel like I'm in a much better place. I've been able to regain my trust again and reintroduce myself to going out in alcohol without feeling that guilt and shame. I think that my mental health and some of my trauma and some of my pain that I hadn't dealt with was the real issue and I needed to deal with that without alcohol being in the mix. And once I got healthy, I was able to reintroduce it. But for a while, I was really hard on myself about going out or even having a drink. I would get a little bit of anxiety even around it. I felt guilty if I did want to have a drink. And then I was like, as long as you're being responsible, as long as you're in control, you are being intentional and mindful and you're not letting it be an extreme or affect your mental health again, then trust yourself that you're going to be okay. I'm definitely still figuring out what works for me. I do feel much better now than I was a year ago or two years ago or five years ago and I finally feel like I have a healthier relationship with it that being said I'm gonna be completely honest I think in the last like year there's probably been like two or three nights that I remember being like "Ooh, okay I think I took it a little too far I took it a little further than I'd be comfortable with and I remember one of the times I was kind of hard about it the next day And I was just like, I feel like I did all this work and last night kind of set me back. And I'm like, okay, if in the last year I had two nights, two or three nights where I was like, oof, okay, not great. Compared to where I was at two years ago, a year ago, three years ago, whatever, where it was one every single week at least, if not more, of nights where I was like, should not have done that horrible. And if I'm at two to three nights a year where I'm like, mm-hmm. Maybe had a little bit more than I wanted to, but everything was fine. I'm okay. It's okay. I also read a quote that said, You deserve healthy growth, not motivated by shame, but by a desire to be the best version of yourself in competition with no one except previous versions of yourself. Please don't let guilt over honest mistakes stop you from trusting yourself to do better in the future. I need to write that down, hang it up on my mirror because that just was like, you know what? You're doing okay you're good. Don't be hard on yourself. You've made so much progress and you are a much better version of yourself now than you've ever been in the past. And you're human. Things happen. Don't let old versions of you have the shame or guilt over who you are now when you have grown so much. So that quote just kind of stuck with me. I think the other cool thing is that younger generations are much more open to sobriety. And I think it's like, cool to them to not be blacked out and binge drinking versus maybe when I was growing up where it was probably the opposite like the party girl aesthetic was thriving I think there's just a lot more out there about the negative effects of alcohol and mental health and so I think that because people are more aware of it they're more respectful of your decision of setting boundaries and just you know protecting your mental health 
All right, I feel like that's all I have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hopefully it resonated with some of you guys. If you ever want to DM me, if you ever want to talk, definitely feel free to. Thanks for letting me use this as my therapy session. I love you guys. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, follow along on socials. I'll leave everything in the show notes. Bye, guys. Bye.